0: Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. And you're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. And guess who is coming to dinner? And I hope he's bringing some wine. It's Andre Bonda. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. That's good. Now, Andre, uh,
0: for our listeners, is um, a winemaker, very, very talented one, as it turns out, in the McLaren Vale region in beautiful South Australia. And you have just won a very prestigious award Best New Winery. How exciting!
1: Yeah, it's. been an amazing week for us. We're um, our head's still spinning for sure.
0: Oh, now you're quite a small family winery and you started up in March 2012 yep. with your beautiful wife, mm-hmm. Selena. Yep. So, um, how does one just go about starting up a winery?
1: <laughs> it seems uh it, I'm seems sure. that it didn't way, happen I mean. like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems that way from from, from the uh, from the outside, but really there's the mountain. Work
0: of course. It. Yeah. What yeah. were you doing before?
1: Um, so both Selena and I were, have been in the wine industry for a long time. I've been about 15 years, Selena about seven, I
0: Making think. wines for other people?
1: Yeah, mm. mate, yeah, exactly, yeah. Is uh,
0: Selena a, a winemaker as well?
1: Uh, no, no. Selena, she does marketing and sales for Bondale mm. Wine. You're a so crack that,
0: team, aren't sort of, you then?
1: Yeah, yeah, we, it worked out well mm. that way, yeah. But, yeah, I was a winemaker in, in the hills with Nepenti for a long mm. time and uh, worked at Matolo for a little while as well. In okay. Matanbo. And Selena, she was a lawyer for a number of years and hated it and then decided to, uh, to join my life
2: because <laughs> mm. you could
1: see how much fun I had. Up and, <laughs> so.
0: Excellent. And so when was the day that you decided, right, let's do this for ourselves?
1: It was quite a while ago. I'd say around... 2010. Mm. You know, I think we we just sort of thought, well, you know, we could we could do this ourselves, and 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 we're looking for a great lifestyle too. And, yes. Um. You know, we have the bases covered somewhat. So mm. yeah, we, it's been a long time coming, even though we're new.
0: So at that time, did you decide to sort of like, did you put an ad in the paper saying, vineyard wanted? Like, <laughs> how do you sort of how do you get to that point where you go, great, we've just bought a winery and where that, this is us now? Yeah, we... Or did you plant everything from scratch?
1: No, we knew we wanted something because when you knew, you, I think you need something to hang on. So it was, it was quite a long process. We knew we wanted to buy something and the more we looked, the more we realised that was a vineyard because for us, it's really central to what we do. You know, we, we can't tailor the grapes to be a certain style. They need to come from a particular vineyard to be of a certain style. And so
0: with that in mind, did you then go and try, like did you go and suss out quite a few before you made a decision? Did you sort of say these grapes are better than those grapes or, because I guess there's not a plethora of of suitable vineyards for sale.
1: No, exactly, exactly right. I I knew, yes, there was a few that came up um, and there was even a few wineries, like physical wineries Mm. that came up and Mm. we sort of looked at them and and they just weren't quite... Right, and I knew the more I did it, the more I knew exactly. I think exactly what I wanted, which was mm. McLaren Vale. I wanted sand, yeah, which is really important to our wine style. And I wanted a, a vineyard that a produces grapefruit, but but b has has a great history. So. Okay.
0: Now, what makes your winery so special?
1: So, um, in the holiday book, I think there's 1,300 odd wineries, mm. and, and each year there's around 100 new wineries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a again, lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, I was surprised, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised um, by that figure.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But James chose, out of those new wineries, he chose ours as, as the best. So, oh, and
0: what, what sort of elements do you think he looks for, though?
1: Really, you know, it's based on, on your, your scores mm. of individual wines. Mm. Um, so that, that's probably the main driver of it all. So we scored, I think, three wines. At 95 points. Oh,
0: that's incredible.
1: Yeah, really good. So good. Um, which
0: wines were they?
1: So they were our 2013 Shiraz, mm-hmm. which is called the Violet Hour. Lovely. Um, and then we have our 2015 uh, Rainer Vineyard Grenache. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third wine was our 2015 Chardonnay, Bondar Chardonnay. Oh, I'm so.
0: such a shardy person, really.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that wine actually comes from the Adelaide Hills. It's not from our okay. vineyard. Yeah, it's the um, only wine not from McLaren.
0: And Andre, can people get this wine still or is it sold out?
1: We have sold out of Grenache and Chardonnay. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Which is exactly we what we want, of, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't take long. Mm. As soon as we won the award, um, you know, we, we, we're not a big... Big, you know, we don't yes. have big production in yep. any way, but we still have a little bit of Shiraz, mm-hmm. and we still have a little bit of GSM because we've just released that wine. And but yeah, we've rosé sold out, our Grenache is sold out, okay. Sold out. Gosh, <laughs> that's
0: just awesome. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, what are you what are you madly working on now?
1: Oh, look, uh, I think um, you know the, the next the next vintage of Grenache, the next mm-hmm. vintage of Chardonnay, and mm-hmm. the next vintage of the GSM or the Grenache blend called Junto. You know, I've got to think about getting them to bottle soon because mm. um, we don't want to be sold out for long and, and those wines I do make to, to release young and,
0: yes, right. and
1: fresh and bright so, you know, they're, they're probably not too far off. I'll be looking mm. at them in the next few months but it's busy in the vineyard at the moment. We're, we're just finishing pruning so there's That's lots of That's
0: so exciting. Always. Okay, so give us the website address. So can people actually go to your winery and have a look?
1: Yep. Can they buy uh, wine well, not directly to, from not you? To, we don't have a cellar door yet. Okay. Um, we do take appointments but because we don't have a lot of wine right now yeah. um, we've sort of had to knock a few people back but, so give um, us
0: your website address so that we can um, so that our listeners can get online and have a look and wait wait for your next release because I'm sure that people will want to buy some from you
1: sure so it's uh, www.bondarwines, which is yep. W-I-N-E-S. Yep. .com.au.
0: excellent now and I hate to put you on the spot but could you give a couple of bottles away to our listeners?
1: Yeah,
0: of course. Okay, yeah. obviously not the ones that are sold out, because we've missed the boat there. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But,
0: but what do you think, um, what would you give, uh, you know, somebody new who's never had wine from your winery before to try as a great introduction to best new winery?
1: Oh, look, I think our, I think our Shiraz is, you know, it, the region is famous for Shiraz. Ours is uh, a little different to most down here, maybe. Mm. It's brighter and lighter, has mm. a bit more tannin, but it's, it's still a, it's a really beautiful drink. That's central to everything. We
0: oh, do. that's fantastic. Okay, well, that's so exciting. Thank you very much. Okay. If you would like to try some of Andre's very beautiful special yeah. <clears throat> wine made at best at the Best New Winery, which is Bondar Wines in the McLaren Vale region, get online and go to whats-cooking.com.au and tell us why you would love to get to know Andre a little bit better through his wines. <laughs> Andre, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been wonderful and um, I hope that, um, you know, that you get best new winery, well, best older winery next year. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we're aiming (laughs) high. Uh, Yeah, we're definitely aiming high. Go for best
0: new wine. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Andre. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS.
3: You're listening to What's Cooking with Nerida Conway.
0: And welcome back to What's Cooking Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm very excited today to be chatting to Chief Winemaker Sarah Crowe from Yarra Yering in the Yarra Valley. Gosh, what a tongue twister.
2: It is. How are you, Sarah? I'm well, thank you, Nerida.
0: Thank you for chatting to us today. Now, Sarah, for our listeners, uh, is going to become a household name, is well on the way to becoming a household name. You are the first ever female winemaker of the year. Is that True. right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And the crowd erupted on Wednesday night, I've been told, when you were announced as the winner of the Halliday Wine Awards.
2: Yes, I've been told that too. I think it was all a bit of a blur for me. I was just uh, focused on not uh, not tripping on my way to the stage. <laughs> I
0: can imagine. Oh, my goodness. And so you're a crowd favourite. Um, everybody has nothing but wonderful things to say about you as a person, but also... You know, a superb wine maker clearly. So yeah,
2: it's been it's been lovely. I've been really um, overwhelmed by the by the support and you know everybody uh, just being so pleased Aww. on my behalf. It's been really, really lovely. So how did
0: you? What, what's been your journey to get you to the point where you are now?
2: I see uh, a lot gosh, of blood, sweat, left, and tears. Uh, when I left school, I studied horticulture, mm-hmm. and then I went to work in a vineyard because it was only a a short trip, I suppose. From in Victoria? Uh, no, this was in the Hunter Valley.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, so I grew up uh, in Wollongong, just south okay. of Sydney. Love the gong. Yes, and um, and spent a few months working in the vineyard before transitioning into the winery purely because I didn't want to pick grapes because it was a bit hot out there, <laughs> and um, moved into the winery to work longer hours and just absolutely fell in love with it.
0: Did you? Okay, so. This is something that I always wonder. Um, When you taste different wines, how do you know that your taste buds are the same as mine? In terms of, am I going to think that what you think is nice is nice?
2: Not always. And that's uh, something we always need to be mindful of Mm. as winemakers, is that everybody has um, different palates and likes different things. And... uh, yeah, we're all so going to enjoy the same wine. So, so
0: ultimately, Sari, do you think you kind of make wines that you like to your I'll, palate and then just kind of hope that that
2: works? Yeah, I, in general, I do. Um, it does depend a little bit on what the wine is. So mm-hmm. I like to make wines, obviously, that I I enjoy and think are really great, but mm. I also do need to keep the consumer in mind at the same time, depending yeah. on what the wine is.
0: And that, that's kind of, that's the trouble, because in a way you're an artist. Um, I, I see, you know, winemakers as artists and, you know, but you do at the end of the day have to earn a living and the wine has to sell, or there's no yes. point having your art. <laughs> yeah,
2: Except e- for your own
0: cellar, perhaps.
2: Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, I guess maybe sometimes we can be a little bit precious about our wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's right, if... If nobody's buying them, then it doesn't matter how much I like them. Yeah, so, yeah. right. You always have to keep the consumer in mind
0: as well. Oh, a, it sounds like a very, very hard job. I just... Uh, you're on your it's feet It's you love it, though. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it's like anything, isn't it? It is. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And do you... Are you a foodie as well? Do you sort of take food into account when you're making your wines?
2: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I love cooking and I love, um, you know, really lovely food.
0: What's your favourite um, thing to cook? If I was Ooh, coming over for best. dinner, what would you make me?
2: Probably at this time of the year it would be some kind of slow-cooked braised meat, oh. like Osso um, Bucco, probably. Okay,
0: so when, yeah. am I, when am I coming? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> delicious. You name the day. Oh, gosh. And um, when you're cooking for friends at home, and I assume that, you know, you may get the odd occasion to do that, probably not that often, <laughs> but when you do, do you match your own wines or do you drink other people's wines?
2: Oh, I try to... Try to drink other people's wines because that's part of the education and the mm. learning. Um, and those those friends around for dinner are probably winemakers as well. Mm. Um, we, Gosh, we tend the pressure. to close,
0: yeah. And in that situation. Do they all obviously they bring wine to dinner? Yep. So do they all then try to kind of compete and outdo each other with the best drop?
2: A little bit, sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes, and I guess really, what it's about is us sharing wines and mm. and having that, um, you know, somebody who understands how kind of quirky you might be mm. when you when you talk about a wine in a certain way. Um, mm. You know, my when I have dinner with my family, it's the the wine conversation will be very very different to if I'm having dinner. Um, At home with a bunch of winemaker mates. Yes,
0: there'll be less talk about enzymes and things probably (laughs) when you're with your family. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you ever have wine where you go out for dinner, or you you know you try a wine? Maybe you've never heard of it before. Maybe you have, and you swish it around in your mouth, and you go, "Eh, "It's a little bit like battery acid." Not a fan. Yes, yeah, that happens. Okay, that happens. Do you send it back? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Do you say, "Excuse me, I'm the first ever female." (laughs) winemaker of the year so back it goes
2: <laughs> yeah i probably wouldn't say it's quite like that but i would just say you know if if it's part of the wine and the style then, then that's one thing um yeah. if it's faulty in some way then that that's quite different yeah. um and then i would yeah i would definitely send it back but if i if i order a wine and it is how it should be but mm. i just don't enjoy it mm. I will happily pay for that and order myself something else. Okay. Because, um, because I'm recognising that the wine is fine. It's just, it's not to my taste.
0: Yeah. But, well, that yeah. that is a really great piece of advice for me, actually, because I went to a res- very well-known, very fancy restaurant recently, and the um, the sommelier was wonderfully helpful. And I said, I think I'd like to try this. And it was a French wine, actually. And I said, I think I'd like to try this. What's it like? And he said, no, nah, hmm. It's a little bit like sort of moss and grass, and I thought, oh, that sounds weird. But okay, sure, bring it on. Anyway, I had a taste, and guess what? Didn't like it? It tasted like moss and dirt and grass. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually, it's literally the only time in my life where I've actually thought, I don't like it to the point where I actually can't drink it. And I've yeah. never – usually I'll go, oh, it's perhaps not the best wine I've ever had, but I can still happily throw it back. But it was just not nice. And I called him over and I said, oh, I just can't – it was expensive too. I can't really – and he said, yeah, well, I told you. Yes. Yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> I did say, and I'm saying, but why would you have such a yucky, gross wine on your wine list? Mm.
2: <laughs> Yeah,
0: because some people like it. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I'm so, so proud of you um, for doing so well and, you know, for getting this amazing award. It's just wonderful. And we want to see more of your wines, you know, hit the shelves. And and we're going to stay sort of in touch with you, if that's okay, to sort of follow your journey a little bit. Oh, for sure. That would be lovely. Yes, excellent. Uh, Sarah, are you happy to give our listeners away a, a bottle of wine?
2: Yes, we can do that.
0: What would you like to give them, just so that uh, they can get to know, have a little bit of Sarah love?
2: I think it would have to be um, a 2014, Yep, which is the, the current vintage that, that James Halliday has reviewed, yep. to um, give me this award. Oh, 2014 so uh, Dry Red Wine number 1, oh. which is the wine we're most well known for, and it's a blend of Cabernet, Sauvignon, Merlot, Malbec and Petit Verdot. Oh, so We would call that a Bordeaux Fantastic. blend. And he got 98
0: points. Oh, that's so amazing. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. If you'd like to win, head to whats-cooking.com.au and let us know why you'd like to try Sarah Crow, Chief Winemaker and Winemaker of the Year winner, uh, her beautiful red wine from Yarra Yering. Thank you, Sarah, for chatting to us today.
2: Thank
0: you. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS.
3: Now it's My Shout with Nerida Conway.
0: And thanks for joining me on What's Cooking Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and I'm sitting here on the couch at a very cosy spot with a visitor in town all the way from WA. It's winemaker Larry Cherubino. How are you, Larry?
3: I'm good, thanks, Nerida. Nerida. Thanks for having me today. My yeah.
0: pleasure. So, uh, how is, is Melbourne nice and cold for you at the moment? Given you've just come from Perth.
3: Uh, yeah, but we've had a pretty cold and wet winter so far in Perth, which is quite welcome. So, but yeah, Melbourne is always a bit colder than Perth. That's for sure.
0: Now, tell me the very, very exciting reason that you've come to Melbourne.
3: So um, we're actually here to uh, we're here and we've collected an award for the best value winery of the year from James Halliday, which is uh, fantastic news for us. I'm That's very excited so by exciting.
0: it. So exciting! Congratulations! Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Best value wines, James Halliday. And I, th- I rumor has it that James Halliday knows a, a thing or two about wine.
3: Oh yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, he, I think he might actually. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Have you met him several times?
3: I uh, met him a few times over the years. So, okay. Um,
0: Do no. you bribe him? Like, is there sort of wine oh, bribes going on? No,
3: I try and stay at arm's length from all the all those guys. <laughs> you don't so, give
0: him yeah. some gin and go, here you go.
3: No, no. I think he's. I think he's, he's pretty much into his wine actually, no <laughs> gin.
0: Okay, so um, tell me a little bit about your background.
3: Oh look, I've. This is this. This year is 25 years in the industry for me. So Which is a
0: long time. It's yeah. a real apprenticeship onwards, isn't
3: it? Yeah, I sort of. I, th- I think I started working in the industry when I was about 17, 16 or 17, um, at, at just around wineries, not with wine. And then.
0: What did you do at 16? Oh, oh. Besides cleaning,
3: cleaning did you? out gutters, cleaning up around the winery. All oh, right, right. So, Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. A little
0: tip: How <laughs> the heck do you get a 16-year-old to clean?
3: I don't know. <laughs> uh, motivated by. That's ma- what our listeners really yeah. want to know. <laughs> The mighty dollar. Okay. Um, Might try that. But, uh, and, you know, I went and studied agriculture at university and then had a break in between that, did a vintage, and then really from there I didn't stop. I just kept on uh, working in and around uh, vineyards and wineries. And, uh, yeah, I just, I I like it a lot, obviously, Um, and something that really interests me and kept my interest going.
0: Okay. And uh, your partner works with you very closely.
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, she's sort of, uh, started to come back into a bu- the business a lot more. We've got three children, so yeah, uh, she's been preoccupied. Too. Yeah, three boys.
0: Oh yeah, that's really full yeah. on. Do you have them cleaning and and shoveling leftover grapes? And no, they run.
3: They, they run... run in the other direction. So.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> as all good little boys should. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, they're, they're a bit young. So
0: okay. Yeah. And do you live on the winery?
3: No, we've got we've got a couple of vineyards around Western Australia, so we commute a fair bit between okay. winery and vineyards. So.
0: Whereabouts are they?
3: Uh, Great Southern, Pemberton, and Margaret River. Oh, so, how yeah, beautiful!
0: Yeah. I'm hearing a lot about the Great Southern at the
3: moment. I oh, look, um, the Great Southern is it's been there for a long time, mm. and uh, but I look, sort of
0: didn't hear about it until recently. Yeah, there's reason.
3: more and more people, um, and there's some sort of you know movement working towards it because there's more producers making wines from the region, mm. and look, the wines have always been fantastic. They just They've never had a voice, you yeah, know. Yeah. The region's never had a voice, which that's changing a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, today you're giving it one?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> um, most most of what we do is centred around that. those, the, you know, the sub regions of the Great Southern.
0: And do your grapes, are they all estate from your properties or um, do you get grapes from s- everywhere? Yeah.
3: About 70% of what we do is all estate growing. Wow, that's yeah.
0: really a yeah, lot.
3: It is. I mean, that's cool. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the story of wine, it's not about. Um, a door or it's not about any of those other things. It's primarily about places and yeah, provenance. Yeah,
0: right. Okay. And that's
3: one thing that we've really focused on, um, even when it wasn't particularly a good idea to own a vineyard. Yep. Um, we we sought we sort out the best places to grow our grapes because it's just so important that's that's the only thing you've got at the end of the day yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and as you go down the path i mean i think you know wine is one of those things that's so subjective that i mean i can taste one and go oh i love it and someone else can turn their nose up and go be a snob about it or say it's not very nice so (coughs) when you're tasting your wines um how do you know that this is a winner and not only that it's not going to break someone's bank because that's the fine line isn't it
3: yeah I I don't I don't this is
0: something you've nailed really well
3: look I I was really lucky I've worked in a a big range of um, different sort of styles of wineries and Mm. regions around the country and in in fact around the world Mm. and you get a pretty good understanding of you know what constitutes a a wine that is going to appeal um, to lots of different palates and Mm. I suppose you just sort of you sort of build that up in your experiences you file it away and then when you're tasting it just comes out you don't necessarily think about it.
0: Okay. Well, I should have perhaps got you to taste the first batch of wine I made. Right. <laughs> oh, already you're laughing. <laughs> no, We've only just all. met. Oh, that's not at so all. funny. Okay, but you should laugh because I think it really appealed to the vinegar palate.
3: Oh no, it looked No,
0: it was yeah. so dodgy. Yeah. It was like battery acid Mary's vinegar. But it just seemed like it would have been okay because I did everything right. And there was lots of stumpy, lots of crushing. And it just took forever. It was a real pest, actually. (laughs) I think I'd just prefer to go in and buy yours. But I was so disappointed because, I don't know, I just thought, oh, this can't be hard. (laughs) And it's really hard. No,
3: not at all. It's not that winemaking isn't that difficult. It's pretty much bucket chemistry. Are you saying I'm stupid? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. I think, you know.
0: It was hard. Yeah.
3: I don't, look, the, the hard thing is dealing with, you know, dealing with the elements, dealing with yeah. nature and being a farmer effectively. Yes. And I, was, I didn't bit, even
0: have to worry about that bit. I yeah. just bought them from the market. Yeah.
3: The hardest thing is getting <laughs> it in the door. And once yeah. it's in the door, you've got it. you know, a big part of the risk is out of the way.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, um, you're long, long, long ago, I believe, you worked with the Horton's brand.
3: I did. Yes.
0: Now, little story to tell you about that. <laughs> Horton's White Burgundy is still to this day one of my all-time classic favourites. And I know that it's, you know, $7 if you buy it at Dan Murphy. But it's been... It was something that when I was sort of, you know, wanting to drink something and and, and obviously on a budget, um, studying, and then it just sort of carried through, just so easy to go in and grab it.
3: Yeah, look, I mean, when I... I mean, I took on that role when I was quite young and, you know, Horton made a lot of wine... Mm. But the probably the most stressful element of that job was making sure, and you were judged on the quality yeah. of the white, of the white burgundy. Yes. Um, rather than anything else that you yeah. did, because it yeah. just had so many followers. So yeah. that was really stressful, and it took me a couple of years to sort of get over it. And, well,
0: you obviously perfected it. Um,
3: yeah, and look, the thing about that particular wine, and you look at it in context to that to today, yeah. and blends, and you know. Wines of that nature mm. are really hugely popular. Yeah. You put it in a brown paper bag, take it to somebody, yeah. and poured it for them, they'd yeah. think it was fantastic. Yeah. So, you know. But
0: do you, so when you say you learned from that, I mean, those sorts of experiences, you know, they are what makes you better at what you do.
3: And yep. so, did yeah. they,
0: do they? Do you sort of carry over that pressure into your own wines?
3: Oh look, the most important thing with all of that is that when you're making a wine like that, or there's a huge, there's a huge pressure and and and, and an expectation of mm. producing a wine like that. What you want to do, you want to make sure it's a damn good drink, yeah. and that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I yeah. think most people with a palate who appreciate anything that tastes good understand, forget about the commercial realities of anything. Yeah, they just want a good drink. Yeah. that's all that matters.
0: What's your favorite? One from your range,
3: ranges. Uh, um, look, there's a couple of things that we do in Lasse Fair that I really like. It's uh, like I know it's it, like
0: saying pick your favourite. Yeah,
3: we make right. a we make a wine called a Field Blend, and we work really hard on that. And then we've got some new little you know love childs coming through some of the newer varieties. So you, it, it, it's really hard. To yeah, pick, to
0: cause pick you a probably favorite. have
3: a phase, don't you? Yeah, you do. And yeah. it's like you know anything, you sort of go through a phase of drinking Chardonnay, and then you'll drink Riesling, and um, but you know probably. Um, I just try and turn off when I have a glass of wine yeah. and if it's a good drink that's all that matters yeah
0: right yeah. so what does the award uh, winning this award for you, mean for you which is Best Value Winery of the year
3: oh uh, look um, it, well it's it's obviously it's really great for the brand and it's really great for all the people that work with us and all the uh, all of our and vineyards. You're right, and, that's a really good yeah, point, Larry. Because yeah. it's
0: lovely to give them some recognition for all of their hard work. Uh,
3: look, the wine industry isn't isn't that hard, and when you have success, yeah. you just take you take you know you generally take what you can get because yeah. um, it's a tough business. It's so
0: competitive.
3: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we look a number of years ago, we were Winery of the Year, mm. and you know I think all this does and what this does it just backs that up mm. and um it just you know we're here for a long time mm. and you've got to have mm. these string of successes to really build up your brand over a long period of time because we want people to to, to come along the journey and we want to be here for a long time so as well exciting where yeah. can
0: people just very quickly where can people get your wines
3: um look uh, a lot of independent retail uh, restaurants online um, so just yeah. they just
0: Google Larry Cherubino,
3: do, do, dot com, dot com. Ooh, well, we're global now. <laughs> or dot au. Either or. They'll both that's work. That's
0: wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Larry Cherubino, uh, thank you so much for chatting to us on thank What's you. Cooking today. It's been Thanks a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS.
3: Now, it's My Shout with Nerida Conway.
0: Hello and thanks for listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway and I'm speaking to winners, 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 chicken dinners galore today. (laughs) Uh, Sitting beside me is a... Very talented legend in the industry, Jim Chatto, who's the chief winemaker for the McWilliams Winery Group, which everybody knows about. I'm sure in your lifetime you've you must have had some McWilliams wine, and also of Mount Pleasant. How are you, Jim?
4: I'm great today, Nerida. How are you? I
0: bet you're great. You're a little bit kind of, uh, let's just say, hungover. <laughs>
4: Well, it was a big night we did celebrate. We had great cause to celebrate. Something so. like
0: 36 wines being been served at the dinner wasn't there, there or something were, like that. Yeah, and,
4: and 36 of the, the best wines in Australia going around Gosh,
0: all. how amazing.
4: So it's hard not to have a sip.
0: Yeah, you have to. It's just it's actually probably an unwritten rule in your job description, isn't it?
4: Yeah, eh. it's a, it's my brief. Except there would have
0: been no spitting.
4: No spitting. No, I, uh, during, very rude during my, to spit work, at my a working dinner. day, you have to. <laughs> but um, at a dinner like that, it's, it's, I think everyone gets to enjoy a Yeah,
0: bit. how lovely. So tell me all about your winnings.
4: Well, we, we got the call a, a few months back from um, the team at Hardy Grant. Um, yes. Saying that um, we well, actually, I'll tell you the story if you Please like. Please
0: tell us a story. Um,
4: Annie Clemenger rang me and she, you know, said, "Jim, it's Annie here from Hardy Grants and the Wine Companion, and um, I have to ask you, are you sitting down, Jim?" <laughs> I immediately said, "What? Has James died?"
0: James <laughs> Halliday. Oh, poor James. <laughs> <laughs> I felt
4: it was just that kind of conversation. James Halliday,
0: if you're listening to this episode, we do, don't, we definitely don't want that to happen. <laughs>
4: He was there last night, so I can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> my fears my fears weren't realised. Good, yet. good.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so it was much better news than that.
4: Yeah, yeah. We were, we, um, Annie told us that um, James had selected us as his uh, 2017 Winer of the Year.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And for our listeners, just in case you didn't know, James Halliday is the godfather of the wine awards and wine industry. So an award from him is just as good as it's going to get, really, isn't it?
4: Oh, really? He's the preeminent... Um, I guess communicator and thinker on Australian wine, um, yeah. and, and um, expert. He, you know, doesn't get doesn't get better than James. He's yeah. he's he's been around the industry for a very long time. He's been an, an important mentor for me through my career as oh, well. Oh, so, wonderful! You know, it's a, it's a great honour to be recognised.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, did you feel it in your bones mm. that this was going to be an award-winning year for you? Did you sort of taste your wine and go, "This is awesome"?
4: Oh, I, I thought we're in with the run. We're in with the run with, with, the run with it. Um, we had it's, it's been a, an era of change at Mount Pleasant. I came on board about four years ago, yes. and so really, oh, sorry. just
0: tell our listeners what exactly you did win.
4: <clears throat> oh, the um, the James Halliday's Winery of the Year for yes. 2017.
0: Yes, excellent. So there's no specific varieties of your wine that are better than others. It's just the whole entire thing.
4: Oh, we, we specialize in Semillon and Shiraz, and. Um, They were the wines that um, James recognised, um, most importantly, last night. Which is
0: so good because it just gives people, I guess, a little bit of free choice in terms of thinking, well, I know I can't go wrong with this brand of wine.
4: I but ho- but I, I, they can, but I they can
0: ho- still choose which variety they prefer to drink.
4: Exactly. I like. I hope that's what people take yeah, from this. Yeah, I'm sure that they will. At, at the end of the day, the awards are fantastic yeah. and it's great recognition. But we make wine for the consumers. Yes. And that's the most important thing that yeah. people love our wines.
0: Do you also make it for yourself?
4: I do. I do. There are in amongst our portfolio. There's some extra special wines for me that yeah. um, that mean a lot to me yeah. and. Um, I kind of do make them for myself and I, hope, I trust that people are going to enjoy and them. And
0: I think that that's wonderful that you do that because, you know, things that you make that you care about that you like, obviously not everyone else is going to like, but I think it's got a, something special about it because, you know, if you've made it well enough with your experience and your palate and your knowledge, then chances are it's it can only be a winner.
4: Well, maybe I'm kind of lucky in, in, in that I have um, what I'll call a common palate. Okay. So I think what I like...
0: Oh, I don't, know that I, I don't know that I'm clicking with you anymore, Jim. It was going so well, but, you know, I don't really like common...
4: Well, my wife says fussy, I say discerning.
0: Okay, I so see that's but, better. But I think,
4: I, think um, I tend to like wines that are great drinks, and okay. wines that are delicious, and yeah. and I think that... Across
0: all points, yeah, price points. Yeah, and
4: I think that works for most people. Yeah. You know, delicious is what
3: it's all about. Yeah,
0: it is. You're right, <laughs> you're right. And uh, I, I must say, I do like sort of trying different wines that I wouldn't have thought to try, that, um, you know, people sort of suggest, and then going, oh, okay, so that was sort of $8 a bottle, but actually... Didn't realise it was $8 a bottle because it was really yummy. And then other wines that you sort of think, okay, yeah, no, I would definitely pay $100 for that because that was $100 worth of deliciousness. It's funny, isn't it? It can be really, as long as it's a good experience, it doesn't sort of, the pricing doesn't come into it as much.
4: Oh, look, it depends on who you're with and the occasion. Yeah. Um, But there are are some great wines um, in Australia from $8 right up to $800. Yeah, right. You know, the choice is yours. And um, what are
0: some of your favourites in your range?
4: Um, at Mount Pleasant, um, my, my real favourite are our Lovedale Semeon yep. and our Rose Hill Shiraz. Okay. They're, they're two of my favourite vineyards in the Hunter Valley okay. and two of my favourite vineyards in Australia. And, wow. I, and I said that before I came to the company. Did so,
0: you? Yeah. Oh, see, that's why they hired you. <laughs> someone else heard you saying that and they thought this is the man we need to get well
4: it's a, it's a funny story I actually the Lovedale semi on 84 I tried at university yeah right. and I applied for a job at Mount Pleasant right. um, coming out of university I okay. didn't get that job then
0: how but well
4: some 20 years later I came back as the winemaker so,
0: so they've just treated you like a good wine
4: yeah just kept me at bay <laughs> <laughs> get me kept, in the cellar, cellar, kept me in the cellar and then <laughs> they've, they've
0: broken you out to kind of unleash your talents at the right time <laughs>
4: I guess so. So (laughs) I I hope I don't fall over uh, on on opening.
0: (laughs) Well, I think they've popped your cork and it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) Enough of this cheesiness now. So tell me about Evans and Tate as well.
4: Well, Evans and Tate um, is in the McWilliams portfolio. Yes. and over in Margaret River, and you have and to
0: look over, look after all of that as well.
4: Oh look, we've got a great team there. We've got Matthew Byrne, who's been the winemaker there for fifteen years, yes. and new addition J D Opie. Yes, who I, we managed to sort of convince to come across from another winery. So we've got a great team there. Um, so really, I, I work with them. On the blends, I go over at Vintage a couple of times, Mm. but, you know, they're quite sovereign Mm. and they're in charge of their own portfolio, Mm. and I guess I'm kind of a a voice to the CEO for them, a conduit there, and and just extra support.
0: So how on earth do you have time to sleep, given all of this? I mean, it's a lot to think about.
4: Well, I I think I've been doing it for long enough now. It's it's become a bit of second nature, you know, the experience builds up and builds up, and... um, Sometimes I don't sleep in the middle of in the middle of harvest. Yeah, you don't sleep a I can lot, imagine. and coming into bottling time, it's yep. quite a bit of pressure, and I have a few sort of sleepless nights. But it's getting easier.
0: Have you ever had a disaster where you have, I guess, tasted some of your wine and been bitterly disappointed and thought, "Damn, that's just not what I thought it was going to be."
4: Oh, more in just before you bottle a wine, particularly yeah. a special wine. Yeah. You get the panic, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's this self-doubt that comes in right in the couple of days before bottling, and you just have to learn to trust yourself.
0: And I guess everyone's like that with everything, aren't they? You just sort of hope it's going to be enough. And also, I guess you've tasted it so many times. It's like when you look at, I guess, an artist who would look at their drawing and go, I can't now be... I can't be discerning about this anymore because I've seen it so often. It,
4: it, it, you get to a point it's hard to be objective. Um, yeah. So right through the, the the whole production process you're really objective and at that last minute yeah. it's sort of that subjectivity kicks in. So
0: do you have someone that you call in and get to taste it and get to give you opinion that you trust?
4: Oh, well, we work as a close team yeah. so, so we rely on each other but my... My immediate fallback always is to take a bottle home and yeah. have a dinner with my wife,
0: Daisy. Oh, I love that name, Daisy. That's beautiful. And is she, is she harsh? Is she like a, not harsh, but is she a, an honest critic?
4: Well, she calls me fussy, as I said, but I think she's pretty <laughs> fussy too.
0: No, no, Let's no, just she, say she's discerning, or fussy. And,
4: and she really looks at it and she says, oh, that looks really good, the balance is good, oh. or it's... It's it's a bit sweet or a bit dry, so she's really? b- it's very good feedback for oh, me. that's yeah. so
0: good. Mm. And does food play a large role in terms of when you're, I guess, um, creating a wine, does the food side of things come into it at all for you?
4: Oh, really, it does. I mean, wine for me is, I grew up in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. um, in hospitality, mum and dad, dad's a chef, mum and dad are really? too. so wow. it's always been together, food and yeah. wine, so when I make wines, I, I tend to think of occasion, yeah. and I tend to think of, um, you know, like Semion. I'm thinking, you know, fresco dining, seafood, that sort yeah. of thing, and that's how I like to enjoy oh. it, and, and yeah, so it is very important to me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, Jim, congratulations on your um awards it is so incredibly exciting and wonderful for your team and for you to be recognized in this way for all your hard work and uh i can't suggest to our listeners enough to go out and try to get your hands on some mount pleasant wine if you possibly can i'm sure it's flying off the shelves as, as we speak I,
4: i've i've heard it's pretty hot <laughs> right now but thank you nerida it's been a, it's um, been a great night and, oh
0: um, and it's been wonderful to get to know you jim that's fantastic and uh We will hopefully speak to you again soon. Fantastic. Thank you. You're listening to Macquarie Radio NTS.
3: Curly Questions with Nerida Conway and
1: Chef Ian Curley.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio NTS, my favourite segment of the week with Ian Curley. You
5: say that to all the boys.
0: Um, I don't actually, do I, Bianca? (laughs) She wants to stay out of it. No. No, you know.
5: Do you know I sometimes listen to Bianca late at night?
0: Do you? Yeah. She sound hot.
5: The boys in 3OW are always referring to Bianca behind the glass. She's our producer to Alice's. Right. We love her. To people who don't know, in the know, <laughs> in our little studio.
0: Well, we've got to heckle her one day and ring up when she's on air.
5: We should, re- yeah, well, that's it. We'll, we'll give ourselves those little nom de plumes and go, right, this is so and so from so and so. Yes. Okay. All right,
0: let's do some questions
5: because we've been a bit, a bit slack recently, haven't
0: oh, we? I know, I know. Oh, look, there's people with too many things. Yes. So, too many cucumbers. Tell me about is. it. <laughs> so what do I do with too many cucumbers? I think this person's grown them. I'm not sure. Let's just assume that they've grown them.
5: Cucumbers are, are a great vegetable. First of all, you can ju- juice them, but also you can. You, you, they're great for salads. Mm. And also, if you put them in the fridge, they're great have cold, just pour a bit of oil, a touch of lemon juice on them and stuff. like I don't
0: love cucumber.
5: Oh, ones. I do. No, no, I think it's, Especially it's a the great fleshy one.
0: ones. Yeah, the fleshy ones. I like the Lebanese
1: ones. ones yeah,
5: I like peeling them. I like love a bit of salt on them and mm. and the oil and, you know, a bit of dressing. Sesame oil on them is really nice Ooh, as well. Oh, okay, that's And great sesame tip. seeds as well. If you sprinkle sesame seeds oh, on it,
2: that's nice. it
5: takes it to a new level as well. And if it's cold mm. as well, that's good. I like the, the sesame dressing.
0: That's a great idea. And also
5: mustard with, um, mustard is a classic, um, thing to go with it as well. So the French do a lot of... Um,
0: well, I cut stuff. up um, every single morning, pretty much. I give my children in their lunchboxes um, capsicum, cucumber and some carrots just mm, chopped up into
5: I'm, I'm not into a capsicum sticks. person at all. No, Aren't no, you? No. Red capsicum, no. not green. No, no. I How think, can you not love red I, capsicum? I get, I get the red capsicums there, but I don't understand what a green capsicum was ever No, me too. For,
0: it's revolting. You know? I don't even bother.
5: No. 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 Well,
0: I do. I, I put a, sometimes if I'm making a paella... Paya, however you pronounce it, paya. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: I get red, green, and yellow caps to come in, yeah, it, just for the colour and movement.
5: Yeah, I put herbs, <laughs>
0: but do you? Yeah. yeah, yours is the best I've ever had. Well. But although yeah. having said that, so you cucumber, had
5: peel, no, peel them, put them in a the salad, and then it's good. Okay. I'm good for fish as well, and it's got a be- and because it's got a water content. Any dry, any any dry fish. Like really good is a cucumber salad that going with um, fish and chips because uh. the cucumber, you can chill it and it comes on cold and it's actually really oh, good. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I do like it with curry with a bit of yogurt. Yes. that's
5: it's, They're cooling. Uh, yeah. Quite popular And also, in India.
0: it's quite good if you can cut some slices and stick them on your eyes and lie down for five minutes. Oh, yeah. And then, once your eyes have de-swelled from the hangover the night before, you can mm. then pop them in your gin and tonic and like hair it. of the dog. Yeah. There you go.
5: Didn't mascara another. <laughs> True. <laughs> hey.
0: This question is right. really... Oh dear. Okay. And I promise this is a real question. What food-related name do you think I should give my kitten? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Someone wants to name their kitten, and they just thought it would be fun to get inspiration from us because they love food, they're a foodie, and they want to name their kitten something food-related. <laughs>
5: I think if you think about animals, you've got to think about what you got when you're shouting. What do you want to be shouting? <laughs> do you want to be shouting? Well, do, we you shout want, yeah, do you want bubbles? Yeah, do you want to be shouting fricassee or you <laughs> fricassee. Know, blanquette or, Navran or which or all stews or paella or you know, dobe or quiche Lorraine? I mean, I think you, you've got to think to yourself. You could call it Lorraine. Yeah, but yeah, people won't get the. Con- I mean, I think from a from a. I mean, chat entree or main or dessert or you can do it. I mean, you can go all sorts. Brûlée. Brûlée. Brûlée.
0: Brûlée. Yeah.
5: Brûlée. There you go. Brûlée. And it brings all sorts of That's connotations. That's cute name. There you go. That, oh. would be, that would be my thing, Brûlée. I
0: want this listener. Her name's yeah. Anna. I want Anna to send in a photo of the kitten and we want to know if it's called Brûlée. Send yeah. it in to us. Yeah. What's dot cooking.com.au. Or soufflé. Or
5: soufflé. Soufflé. There you go. Cat.
0: See what? Your daughter's called these sorts of names.
5: Uh, to tell you the truth, because I, I actually thought I was going to have boy children. So I gave boy them all boy boy What were boy they going names. to be called? Uh, I was always going to have Cooper yep. as a, course, as a boy. And of course, uh, Cooper the boy actually turned out to be Cooper the girl. Yes. So he kept with the name. And then Cassidy was always going to be Cassidy. Yeah. Because, and I was thinking, okay. And then we had the two C names. So when, the, when Cameron came, they thought Cameron. I thought, oh, well. K- Did you know Kittlers. Cameron
0: McKenzie probably thinks it's that yes, after him.
5: I, I, I tell everybody it was after Cameron McKenzie. <laughs> that's know? a
0: chef that used to work with Ian. Yeah,
5: that's it. So, uh, he would be loving I, that. I named it after my supper chef.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good question. And honestly, I recently well, I cooked...
5: thought the cap was a good question.
0: That was a good question. Yeah. But I've got another good question. Souffle.
5: I'll go souffle. Better than brulee? I think so. Souffle. 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 I it it's French. fancy French. It sounds, a bit,
0: it sounds a bit fluffy.
5: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> hoping it's, it's a boy souffle. cat.
5: If it's a girl cat. Ooh.
0: Well, ours is a boy cat and it's called Bubbles.
5: Pudding. Okay. If it was a boy cat, pudding, I think.
0: Okay, so um, how do I remove baked-on food from ceramic cooktops? Now, this is a really good question because I was recently (laughs) staying at a friend's house for a little while and uh, they have an induction cooktop and I lifted off the saucepan that I'd been boiling something on and shock horror, white marks, Mm. very expensive cooktop. I had a heart attack thinking I've totally trashed the cooktop, what the hell? And I rang the company, and they instructed me that there's this fabulous brassy type, kind of yeah. creamy stuff just in wipes the cupboard, it off. and it just, just wipes calcifies.
5: Off. <laughs> yeah, calcifies. So there's a it gave thing. me a heart attack. Yeah, but and yet most of those um, creams and stuff like that for, I think, I think that's the great thing about induction tops is how clean they look when you're when you washing them down. I mean, gas those, you've got to take them apart and all that. I like the thing about just spraying it and cleaning it. Yes. You know. Yes. So yeah, but also just uh newspapers are a really good one as well. Once you've um once you've like cleaned it down, grab some old newspaper and polish it up and it's like mirrors. It cleans it all up Beautiful.
0: Yes. Okay. You know? Well, that's good to know. Where can you buy that stuff?
5: Oh, most, most of the uh the, the big supermarkets have got those clean everybody loves a cleaning you know. I noticed that in England. Mm. There are so many things to make things smell nicer and cleaning, stuff like mm. that, because they're smaller houses. People, like get this, they get insular, they don't go out as much.
0: Yeah, and, and I also think we've yeah. become germphobes.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think, I mean, you know, having grown up in Hong Kong, where going to the butcher meant, well, for a start, you'd see the truck, you'd be driving behind the truck mm. that has the back flap yeah. open, and the meat would be hanging yeah. in the truck, wobbling around. Yeah. With fumes and everything going yeah. on it, just completely not refrigerated. Yeah, that's
5: it. In yeah.
0: thirty degree heat and ninety percent humidity, yeah. then they take it to the market and they just lay the meat yeah. out on tables, yeah. and there will often be flies just sitting on it. And you just pick your meat, you take it home, and you cook it.
5: Yeah, But now I, never I mean, got sick
0: once from doing coming that.
5: Coming back from London, everywhere you go on the tube, there they spraying the uh, stuff on their hands, and yes. every, every public building got uh, sanitiser and stuff out, like which is good. But oh. it's kind of you know we're obsessed.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. we are obsessed. It's just taken it Which to a whole a other thing. level. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, crispy baked eggs roll, egg rolls.
5: Crispy baked egg rolls, yes. Is
0: this possible to make? Can you make them crispy, I think they're trying to say. Yeah,
5: yeah of course. What, I, what we do is we under fry the eggs.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't even know what it is. What's a, what's a baked egg roll? What is it?
5: It's um, it's a Chinese thing.
0: Oh, the sweet ones.
5: I'm thinking what? No, they're not sweet. They're okay. um, they're savoury. They've got right. um, noodles in them. Um, oh, which the thing that looks like little worms. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, vermicelli.
5: Yeah, like this, that. Yeah. yeah, bean shoots.
0: Yes. Bean yes. shoots and
5: chestnuts yes. and stuff. Like that. So what you yeah. do is you have them. Yeah. And it's it's a double press. It's a double dip thing. Right. So you, you fry them and then just before you're going to do them again, you've got to drain them, rub them with a kitchen paper, yeah. then drop them again and it gets crispy oh. that way.
0: Twice. Crispy twice. Cooked. rolls. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I never understand this one too. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> learning? I'm learning so much from this. I must admit, I don't want the
5: hard ones. You know?
0: Well, they're, they're all okay. hard this week. They've just okay. all come flying in except you smashed the kitten question that was awesome
5: well that was a choice <laughs> i
0: have a question about the recipe coconut ginger ice cream
5: coconut ginger ice yeah
0: yes uh is it a thing is this the wrap-up music oh no we're being wrapped we, up we
5: can we you can, can get come coconut back to and ginger yeah. all right can we come back yeah, to the tropical. next week yeah tropical yeah.
0: anyway question is could i substitute milk and heavy cream for coconut
5: milk yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, as yes. in coconut, as it, like, for the vegans yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And it, that's why people use a lot of coconut now. Right. Okay. Yeah, coconut milk. I and do water. love
0: coconut. Mm. Uh, not for me. <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, I'll see you in Port Douglas. I look
5: forward to it. Well, That'll be a good one.
0: It will be. <laughs>